Welcome to the Explore More podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Plaskett, and I'm so excited that you can join with me today. So what is the Explore More podcast? This podcast is dedicated to exploring the transformational human experiences that allow us to become the full expression of who we are. We look at the actions that get us there. We dig deep into topics that remove barriers towards progress so that we can all become the fullest expression of ourselves. I firmly believe that if we can get on a path of becoming the fullest expression of ourselves individually, not only can we become uh, make significant progress within our own lives, but we can make significant progress in our communities for the greater good of all. So that's what this podcast is about. We're going to explore that in each and every single episode to make you an enriched person. And we're going to dig right in into today's episode. having a conversation about what the theme has really been around communication skills that we tend to avoid right so last week we dug deep into our shadows right we, we dug deep and we try to see what are those things that we are trying to we are avoiding um, in of ourselves and the conversation with others um, that we know and we don't know unnecessarily but if we take the time to reflect that we can discover. This week, I want to take a different angle, right? I want to take a head-on approach, right? I want to take a head-on approach to these communication skills that we tend to avoid. This week, I want to talk about feedback. See, it's, it's feedback, right? You know, you, you get it in the workplace, you get it from your friends and your family, you get feedback all around you. And the question becomes, is feedback a gift or is it a curse? Is feedback a gift or is it a curse so let's dig into it right because depending on how you have received feedback in the past it is a gift or it is a curse here's how i see it being a curse you see feedback um in my experience and in the experience of people who have coached and, and consulted with feedback is a curse here's why it's a curse Feedback has been weaponized. Feedback has been used as a means of digging into someone and not in a positive way, right? Not for their um, growth, but rather for tearing them down, right? Or at least that's the experience that so many people have had when they've had feedback, right? So what we found is that feedback has been weaponized in, in a few matters, right? Let me give you a few examples of how feedback is weaponized. Number one, this is common across the board. In feedback, we're bringing up old stuff. We're not talking about the situation at hand. We're not talking about the behavior at hand. We're not talking about the particular circumstance. Rather, we're talking about everything. We're bringing our mamas into it. We're bringing everything into it. So therefore, it becomes um, heated. It becomes um, an agitation. It becomes a place of, of ridicule. It becomes a weaponized communication the numbers the second one is uh, we talk about the individual as a problem instead of the situation 
that went occurred as a problem. We talk about the individual as a problem instead of the behavior that the individual is displaying as a problem. Look, I'm, this is a subtlety, but this is a this is important distinction that we need to clarify. People are people, and they carry with them um, behaviors, and they they do um, things that call, that have particular situations, particular outcomes, right? So we need to, if we have a challenge with those things, we need to attack the situation, attack the behavior, not attack the individual. See, when when we when we attack the individual, the person shuts down. They're, they're not receiving anything. And certainly, I would too. No one wants to be attacked personally. But if we can switch that and we can change to the, the particular situation or behavior, that is not a weaponized means of feedback. The, the second one is that, or the third one rather, that I see commonly across the board is that we provide feedback in some type of puppet setting more than just want the individual to whom you're giving feedback to. And what this results in, and what this results in is a feeling of humiliation, a feeling of ridicule. You see, we all carry with us a baggage of two things that come into play here, especially in the area of feedback. We all carry the baggage of rejection, and we all carry the baggage of ridicule. Yes. Yes, your ideas have been rejected. The thoughts that you've had, that you've shared has been rejected. You have felt like you've been rejected. You see now, those ideas, those thoughts, anything that you've shared, somebody probably didn't like them and they said that, no, we're not going with those. But you took on that rejection personally. You felt as the individual that you were rejected. But really, in the case, what was being rejected was the idea. Um, what was being rejected was the thought process that you were going through. However, the person to whom you were presenting it to did not have the necessary skills on how to communicate best with how to resolve that rejection or how to resolve that thought process in such a manner that you did not feel rejected. You see, here is a, this is a key distinction here because we, 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 especially in a world where we are running so fast, well, we've slowed down since COVID, but where we're running so fast that we don't think about how our response affects the world around us. So as the deliverer of the feedback, we have to be conscious. We have to en enhance our empathy skills and be conscious of how we are coming across to others. The second one, ridicule, right? This is where you become the butt of someone's jokes. Sure, we've all been there. Certainly, if you've gone through high school, you've been there, right? You were either the bully or being bullied. Um, and even the bully has been bullied, and that's likely why they're the bully. Another time, another channel. But the truth of the matter is, we've all experienced rejection and ridicule in some manner, so we're carrying this baggage. So when we grow into our adulthood, and even in our adulthood, when we come into particular situations like a professional setting, we find ourselves cautious of putting, putting ourselves out there, taking on the risks um, to put our ideas out there, to communicate, right? And therefore, so that we, we, we can avoid uh, rejections and ridicule. We find these two paralyzing emotions in, 
areas of feedback so often. So how can we avoid all of this? How can we get, how can we create feedback to be a gift and not a curse, regardless of the situation at hand? I have seven, seven, there you have it, seven um, strategies, techniques, skills that we can do uh, in order to create our feedback to be a gift. The first one is, look, at the end of the day, we need to be able to evaluate our motives. Number one, evaluate your motive. Why are you giving this feedback? What's the purpose? What's the intent? When you can honestly answer that question, then you, you, you set yourself up uh, for having a better uh, feedback session, if you will, right? Um, if we can evaluate our motive and we discover that our motive is not uh, one that is going to be a growth opportunity for the individual, then we either don't have the feedback session or we reassess ourselves and figure out how we can best give that feedback in a manner that is gonna be supportive to the individual. Number two, be timely, be timely. I can't tell you how many times that I've heard um, or experienced even myself where feedback is given and is given so infrequently that you have to bring in everything. And when time passes, the, the, the actual uh, remembrance of the thing that you did is not as crisp, right? So what happens is that you tend to bring in everything and the kitchen sink. This is an issue. Nobody wants the kitchen sink. Let the kitchen sink be in the kitchen, right? So let's find ourselves providing feedback in a timely manner. A situation happens. Try to provide that feedback within 24 or 48 hours at the most, right? If a situation or a behavioral issue happens in the workplace or with your family members, provide that feedback. It's a growth opportunity. Number three. We have to state our perspective. We need to state our perspective. Look, you're not right. No matter if you wrote the, the book, I'm sometimes mostly always right. That was a joke. If you watched last week's video, that was a joke of, and that I had in college. Of, I'm sometimes mostly always right. Look, you're not always right. And your perspective is not a necessarily a right perspective. It may be a better perspective, but it's not necessarily a right perspective, right? So you can't, don't go into feedback sessions and say, this is what you must do, right? You need to be able to shape and state your perspectives, right? Um, I feel like this is what happened. My experience was this. And hold a conversation as such, right? To be able to give the individual a perspective that they may not have had by sharing your own. Here's what I see in the feedback arena so often what we do not do. Praise the positives. Praise the positives. Look, we so often give feedback and feedback we automatically think is negative. So therefore, we give a bunch of negative things. You need to do this. You need to improve here. This is what you're doing wrong. This is not good. This is how feedback becomes weaponized. We all seek to know that we're doing well, right? So to be able to have someone acknowledge the positives in the situation, in the circumstances, in our behaviors, 
that is good accolades to help ourselves understand what's going well and what's not going so well. So when we praise positive, and not just every once in a while, right? If you see it, give honor where honor is due. Praise it, right? So give honor where honor is due, praise the positives, and provide them when you find them. Not just on a, on a periodic basis, oh wait, my checklist says I need to praise the positives, so therefore you praise them. No, then that becomes, that becomes ingenuine. Is, is ingenuine a word? But you know what I mean. It, it doesn't become genuine when we, uh, when we do it in such a manner that we're trying to check off our checklist of being a good manager, for example. Right? Let's not get into that space. Let's really embody this so that it becomes natural for us. And on that note, let's reshape the negatives. Let's reshape the negatives. Look, again, we're trying to de-weaponize feedback as a communication mechanism, right? And so we don't want to say, we don't want to harp on the negatives. Rather, we want to reshape them. We want to turn them around, right? We want to say, okay, well, let's look at this. And we said, well, I think here's a growth opportunity. Ooh, that is so different. You've heard me say that time and time again on this channel. This is a growth opportunity for you to be able to dig into and um, grow, grow in from or whatever. The reality here is that when I reshape it like this, I'm more the person on the other end has the ability to receive it that much better. They don't, they're not closed. This is an open way, right, to say, uh, there is some work that you need to do, and here is the work that I'm talking about. Here is the opportunity for you to be able to dig in and improve in this area. When we reshape the negatives in that, in that manner, that is an open way of being, being able to express it, and therefore the receiver receives it in an open manner and not shut down, closed. Number six, focus on the situation. I kind of spoke with uh, spoke to this in uh, being timely, right? But we need to focus on the situation. This is where you don't bring in the kitchen sink. This is where you focus on a particular behavior and a particular situation at hand, right? This is where you don't bring in all of those issues that you have with your mother-in-law, for example, and you bring it in and then you, 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 that wasn't even a conversation. Let's talk about a situation at hand. This is where you don't bring in where um, they were late in 2018 and we're in 2020 and they've been on time all the time, but yet you've bring, brought it up. Why? That's, that's past. I've already improved there. Why are we bringing that up? So, so it's key and important to be able to focus on a particular situation on hand. And here's why it's key and important. Last one, number seven, provide specific suggestions. When you're general or when you bring in everything on their mama, trying to boil the whole ocean, here's what happens. There's nothing that I can do with that. That is too general of uh, feedback or suggestions. That's too uh, general of um, problems that you're bringing up, right? You're bringing everything. I don't have a specific area or growth opportunity like we discussed where I can action, where I can take uh, the opportunity to figure out how I can grow in this particular area. 
if I'm providing um, general feedback, if I'm providing, there is no area for growth opportunity, period. So don't be that person who provides general feedback or talks in a general sense or talks or provides feedback in, in such, a, su such an obscure manner that there's nothing that I can do with that as a receiver. So there you have it, guys. This is seven strategies for feedback being a gift versus feedback being weaponized. Um, and therefore, the person that you're giving feedback to, the receiver, shuts down. Right? We don't want to get into a place where our the, the people around us are in. We're creating such an environment where they're shut down and they're not being open and inclusive. We're not. We're not creating the environment that, that allows them to grow to their highest potential. We're not creating an environment that allows their creativity to flow unhindered. Hey guys, I am so happy and excited that I'm able to share this type of information with you, and that we may grow together. Until next week, enjoy the greatness that is life.